It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. The, the Sports Hit List presents Smoking Mirrors with Declan Krogman and the Polius Brothers, Greg and Stefan, breaking down the biggest news in sports, G- giving you the stories behind the story, here for all the smoke, all the time, right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Good afternoon and welcome to Smoke and Mirrors on a Friday, presented by the Sports Hit List on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, Stefan Polius, alongside my fellow hosts, Declan Krogman and Greg Polius. How you guys doing today? I mean, the sun is shining. It's not too cold, so I'm going to take that as a positive. Got some spring colors on. Yes, sir. I got my Friday outfit. You already know. Uh, you already know. You and Marty. Marty, I mean, he's always ready. I gave him I gave him a shot of water before we have the show, so he's ready. <laughs> he's hype. How you doing, Deck? Not too bad, man. Hanging in there, you know. Obviously, we got a new format. We got uh, we got James Harden running the point today. I'm I'm liking it. It's fun. You know, let, let's <laughs> yes, get sir. into it. Yes, sir. So, uh, with that being said, like Deck said, let's get into it. Um, so, at the top of it, we're going to start with uh, what everyone's kind of talking about, and it's Deshaun Watson. All right, you have the the scandal there, uh, Deshaun, for you, those of you that don't know, uh, there's currently three cases, three lawsuits that we know about that are out there. Um, and they, they stem from uh, sexual assault that uh, these three women are claiming, these massage therapists are claiming that he, uh, during the session, had either uh, touched them inappropriately, com- com- committed some kind of form of misconduct, um, the three that, like I said, the three that we know about, one happened in March of 2020. Uh, there was another one in August and then one that would, took place in December. Um, the lawyer on the case, Tony Busby, is the he's a well-known lawyer in the Houston area. And he's been very active on social media, putting out a lot of um, just, a, just a lot of statements. Uh, apparently, there's actually four more women uh, that are ready to come forward uh, with lawsuits. And in total, there's nine. So it's 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 a huge scandal, something that is for most of us sports fans coming out of left field, because most of what we were talking about about Sean Watson was where he's going to get traded to. So now we have a total of nine women who are claiming that he has uh, inappropriately touched them or committed some kind of form of misconduct um, in this week. Uh, so, Greg, I'm going to kick it to you. What do you think? What are your thoughts on this? Um, so. I'm going to give initial thoughts and I want you to come back to me to, to give a, a more uh, elaborate breakdown, but I do, I want to, I want to tread carefully here. Um, Tony Busby is the issue for me, not necessarily the women, because you don't want to discredit women when these type of charges or these claims are made. You want to make sure that, you know, Every every everything is being followed to make sure that if Sean Watson is guilty of these allegations, then he suffers the consequences. Yes. But the issue I have is Tony Busby and how he's gone about this. Uh, you could kick it the deck before I get back into a little more. 
Yeah, Deck, what do you got? What do you think? Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, kind of like Greg said to Echo, situation like this, you got to tread carefully, you know? It's a, t- it's a tough thing, especially, you know, it's such a sensitive topic and such a sensitive, um, not necessarily a sensitive climate, but, but a very challenging climate um, when women are coming out, um, and rightfully so. Listen, I think either way this goes, if it's true, it's horrible. And if it's not true, it's horrible also. Um, obviously, you hope it's not true, but at this point, we don't know enough. Um, I don't know enough to go making any statements. I'm not the kind of guy to, you know, jump on such a sensitive topic and say, oh, he did it or he didn't do it. Um, obviously, Tony Busby's had a lot to say, as Steph said, and um, the NFL just launched an investigation and as we'll let them do their thing. And, and that's that for now. That's, that's as far as I can go with it. So I agree with that. Always have to tread carefully. I think anytime you have allegations like this, you know, we should be believing women. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a power and numbers thing, but definitely when there's a volume like this, you want to consider it just to get a little bit more information about uh, the, the what we know about the cases. So the first lawsuit, that's the March, uh, which took place in March of 2020. A massage therapist said that uh, Watson touched her with his penis while receiving a massage. Uh, and she felt a comfortable um they continued a little bit afterwards but then he ended up leaving uh according to tony busby there's text there's proof uh because apparently watson apologized afterwards um so he sent her a text apologizing not too long after so there's a uh, there are receipts apparently with that the second lawsuit uh again with another massage therapist uh, saying that he both tried to touch her, but also exposed himself to her. This was in a hotel room in Houston. So apparently Deshaun flew her out uh, in August of 2020 <clears throat> to a hotel and said he both touched her and exposed himself to her. And in the third case, the third lawsuit, this one happening in December of 2020, uh, the massage therapist is claiming that Deshaun uh, like exposed himself again and asked to, for her to perform oral sex on him. So these aren't light claims by any means. Not no, that not at all. Led to no. the interpretation of like, oh, well, maybe, you know, he uh, he was asking for a particular type of massage. What I will say, though, is that Tony Busby on his Instagram did release uh, a, a, a screenshot of the uh, text message between Deshaun and I forget which which one of these uh, these women uh, massage therapists, but it's one of them, one of the three, because there are four more. But he said he's going to release more today. I didn't see any before we hopped on here, mm-hmm. but that one text, that that text chain was Deshaun and this woman going back and forth, uh, her saying she's new to the Houston area, you know, uh, and then Deshaun asking what type of massages she gives him the type. And then he says he likes Swedish massages. Uh, she's like, I do Swedish massages. And she puts a smiley face at the end of the message. Very playful. But all Deshaun says is that, uh, are you comfortable focusing on glutes? And that's the end of the screenshot which to me doesn't give you anything really when you think about it, because as an athlete, you know what you want to be targeted when you're getting a massage. So if him asking and not even saying, Hey, do my glutes. It was like, are, are you comfortable? Which to me is very professional. So this, the, the screenshot doesn't give you much of anything. Hopefully with, you know, the other screenshots that Tony Busby wants to release, there'll be more there that we can tell. But if that's going to be the, uh, the nature of these screenshots, it's not building the case for Deshaun coming across as this creep that's forcing women onto him uh, that, that Tony Busby is making it out to be. But again, nine women in total. And the timing of it, obviously, I think with everything is timing. You know, Deshaun Watson is pretty much like untouchable goods at this point. You know, as, as, a, as a athlete that's a disgruntled quarterback at this point, um, 
where would Houston even move him? Who would want to touch this with a 10-foot pole? You know, you, you, you don't want to. So he's going to be staying put until it's figured out, whichever way it goes. Um, you know, again, tough to to deal with this. But, Greg, I'll kick it back. I know you wanted to finish up a few statements. Yeah, yeah. and what you just said there is really important to me in terms of timing. And this is where I question Tony Busby. And not Tony Busby the lawyer, but Tony Busby the character. And the the type of circles that he 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 rolls in. So if you don't know, in twenty, I believe it was twenty sixteen, he uh, was cited for uh, he was arrested. For, I'm sorry for yes, yeah, twenty sixteen, he was arrested for a D, DWI, but he got out of it. You know, he was arrested on March thirty first, but he got the case dismissed later that year uh, for completing something called pretrial intervention. And it was it's type it's a type of informal probation that is successfully completed. It means the case will be tossed. Now, why that is kind of out of the ordinary is because the judge and the and the prosecution in this case bypassed a bunch of rules for him to get this. Then we come to find out in 2016, this is also the same guy that held fundraisers that raised hundreds of thousand dollars for politicians you know, on, on both sides of the aisle. So it, it tells you that he's connected. And we couple that with um, Bob McNair, the Texans owner, who is the same person that said he regretted apologizing for the inmates running uh, the, the prison comment. Yep. You know, you couple all that together. And um, even though he died, even though Bob McNair died in 2018, right, his son is still running the organization. And it's not a far cry to say his son kind of embodies what his father believed. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. That old adage. You know, and this is, and and Bobby Nair is another guy who donated millions of dollars to political campaigns. And when you're in those type of circles and you're making, and you're, you're donating that type of money, you can get certain strings pulled. Yeah, I'm putting my conspiracy hat on a little bit here, but this goes in line with the timing of the matter and the fact that this is coming from an organization that talks about black men and black athletes as inmates and then, you know, feels as if they should know their place. And this to me is Deshaun Watson not knowing his place by refusing to play for an organization that he thinks hasn't done right by him. It's kind of like, know your place, we will pay you what we pay you. You will do what we say, or if not, you will suffer the consequences. And if this is true, again, if all of this is true, he deserves to suffer the consequences. But if it's not, I don't think what I'm saying is that far off. I mean, it's the wait and see game at this point. You know, yeah. like like I want like I want to come out here and say, you know, the Texans, their ownership is horrible. They're a poorly run franchise from its core, ethically speaking, um, for starters at all. Um, but, and I think you did a good job of handicapping it, um, if everything is true, uh, if, if everything, you know, the unfortunate um, and just, just horrible things that are being described comes to fruition, um, you handicapped it with, okay, Deshaun Watson will get his punishment. Um, but at this point, I just, I find it so hard making a snap judgment when not only do we not have the information, 
This hasn't even gone to, you know, if this goes to trial or, you know, yes. I mean, who really knows what's going to happen? Oh, I'm sorry. That's the one of the most important things I forgot. Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. the And back to Busby. I didn't mean to cut you off, Deck, but no, I think this good. is really important. Um, he asked for a settlement before a lawsuit was even filed, and there's no criminal charges being filed. It's all civil. Civil cases. Yes, that is true. I was looking at that as well. And I believe that came from Watson, his statement that there was um, a settlement that was sent to him. But I don't know if Busby has six figures. Uh, I, I want to say yeah, it was something yeah, like six that. figures. Yeah. But I don't know if Busby has uh, come out and, and agree that, yes, that's what I sent over. So it has come from Watson's camp. I don't know if it's been verified um, by Busby. Um, that, that that was the information I was looking for because I did see that. Um but I think either way, right? Like, let's say, Greg, and, you're, and to your point, that the timing of it is suspicious. If it was the case that maybe the Texans, this happened, the Texans tried to cover it up or helped Watson because that's their guy. Um, mm -hmm. And now they're like, well, you know what? If you want to uh, be a disgruntled quarterback when we've done, you know, done more than enough for you, well, we'll leak this. That could be the case. Or it could just be like you're saying that, you know, it seems to be a little fishy and that Watson might be the innocent party here, um, which we don't know. You know, yeah. I think that the, the whole point is that this is like a, a more robust conversation when you add that element to it of the timing of it, the organization and how they've really shown themselves in the last couple of years uh, in the forefront, right, in, in, in public view. So it's definitely a uh, uh, one of those touchy subjects. I think we're, there's going to be more that, you know, more information that has to be out there for us to make any judgments. But as it is now, uh, there are quite a few allegations. And Deshaun Watson is like, you know, most athletes do, most people do in this situation. He's saying he's innocent. He, he didn't accept that money, like Greg said, because he feels he's innocent and he wants to take it to court if it has to and prove his innocence. Yeah, he said he, yeah. he's looking forward to clearing his name. Yeah. Shout, shout out to, to Manny, you know, big supporter of the show and the Sports Hitler's brand. He's in the comments. Manny. Uh, he said he asked, is it true that one of the alleged victims is a friend of the owner of the Texans? I'm not sure. I haven't read anything yes. of the sort yet, uh, so I wouldn't say that. Um, but I, I do think there's going to be a lot more to this story in the coming weeks, especially well, leading up to the draft. There is there is one thing that we do know. And listen, this is not and now I just want to completely come out and say this is not me saying one way or another. But the information as it stands is that Tony Busby, I think, was an. He was confirmed. He was either a former or a current neighbor of the McNairs. Mm. That that's what that's what's been floating around. So uh, listen, like I said, it's a sensitive subject. I hope it's not Very. true. Um, we have to wait and see. There's no reason to make any snap judgments or say he's innocent or say he's guilty. We'll see what happens, you know. But it, it's sensitive, and obviously, like you guys said, the timing is tough. But at this point, we just gotta wait and see because he's being accused of horrible things, um, and we just we hope that we hope that it's not true. Naturally, yeah. Well, you know, uh, moving on to a lighter subject, still in football, Kenny Galladay, you Giants fans, Deck. I'm looking at you. All right, he's uh, <laughs> he's been attached to the Giants. I mean, not just the Giants, the Ravens, the Jets. Obviously, after the Jets uh, went ahead and signed Corey Davis, looking a lot less likely the bears uh were another Bengals. team the Bengals. the Bengals actually offered him a one-year prove-it deal that apparently he declined um so that was out there and then also the um 
with the Bears, you had once he went in, I guess they they, they had a preliminary kind of discussions. Not too long afterwards, Robinson signs his uh, franchise tag. So mm-hmm. that that's no longer huh. The franchise tag was first. It was a week before. No, no, but I'm, what, no, what I'm saying is that off of, he, no, signed, he, he signed it. He, he signed it. Oh, got you, got after. you. Okay. Yeah, after Galladay came and he was like, all right. <laughs> now he can't <laughs> hold pressure out. on the next. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, now he's attached to the Giants. And I do find it interesting because here's a guy that, you know, he led the league uh, two years ago in touchdowns at 11. T- uh, sorry. Uh, it was, was 11, 11 touchdowns? It was 11 in 2019. Yeah. yeah. Your quick break. Yeah. And then. Not to cut well, you off, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, and this is Manny in the comments, so shout out to Manny as always, uh, re-signs with the Steelers. But go ahead. Mm, nice. Another piece off the, the, the board. Right um, during the show, just throws it yeah. right up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you had uh, two 1,000-yard um, seasons. He, he's clearly shown us that he can perform, yet he hasn't been snatched up the way you'd expect someone with those numbers to, to be in. Even the Giants kind of a little reluctant, uh, I think, in this process. I mean, doing the due diligence, maybe. But, uh, Deck, I'll give it to you. What do you think about this situation? Yeah, and that's funny because Juju just tweeted something out 59 seconds ago um, that he's back home. Uh, yeah, listen, first of all, and I think you kind of hit on a bunch of stuff, um, you know, whereas where he potentially his landing spots would be. Uh, the Giants are the favorite. The rumors that he wants to go there. Big Apple, I, I, that makes it makes all the sense in the world why he would want to go there. Yes, sir. Um, on a team with that has weapons. Uh, we know Jones is not perfect. He's going to need to make a big stop. He's far from perfect. Um, but the idea that he's going to Cincinnati, I think the interest was pretty one-sided there. And if you're going to, if you're going to try to get, try to get a guy to come over uh, and you're going to throw a one-year deal in his face uh, with it, with a receiving corpse that is talented as we've uh, come to realize um, it, it's stupid to me. I think that Gettleman, um, he better, if he, if he, if he, you know, if he lets Kenny Galladay out the door, he should go with him. That, that's essentially what, what what it's come down to at this point. I mean, this guy will come in. He'll be the best receiver in New York. Um, he'll get, all, you know, I don't want to say majority of the targets, but he'll be the clear number one. Definitely. Now, last year with Matt Stafford hurt and just having just not being a great quarterback last season on that whole line system with Matt Patricia, that's why we saw the downfall. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, the Giants, it, it would be – it is so crucial that they need to get him. And I wish they did it before the show because that would have been a nice little throw-in. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think Kenny Galladay's uh, overinflating his market value. Mm. He's asking for 18.5. Tyreek Hill – I think. Yeah. yeah. He should get 16, 17. Ty- is, is Tyreek Hill and Odell Beckham make 18. I wouldn't pay Kenny Galladay more than those two guys. I would, I would I think he's cut. He, he's, he's, he, but like you said, he's more in the 16 range around like the Mike Evans. Mike Evans makes 16 five. And Mike Evans is better than Odell. So that's just yes. proves the contracts in this league. Can, yeah. Can, I, I was going to say, I, I, think, I think that, you know, as far as 16, he can go a little bit higher than that because production is what matters, right? Like the yeah. guy is a huge target in the, in the end zone. Something that, you know, it's not the same as Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is a speedster. Like, Yes, he can make separate. He can get separate in the end zone, in the red zone, because of his speed. But Galladay is just a huge target for any quarterback, and he has the route running ability. You know, he doesn't get the separation, but you know, he his size helps him tremendously. Yeah, but, he gets but great off I, the line. But what yeah. I'm talking about is those guys were paid for what they did. Galladay is trying to get paid for what he can do in the future. Like he's done Gall- some too as well. Though, he's done some. Not even, he's not even. Hold on. He's not just, done what Tyreek Hill or Odell have done. He has. Well, 
I mean, if we want to break it down quickly, in 2019, he led the league in touchdowns. So this idea that he's unproven, like the Jets no, signed no, Corey I didn't Davis. Say, I didn't say Corey he's Davis unproven. I, <laughs> I never done. said he's unproven. I said he has not performed at the level of a Tyreek Hill or Odell Beckham at their that best. Kind of money. Yes, that's all I'm yeah. saying. That right. doesn't mean and he's no not good. No one means. Yeah, no one's saying he's as good as Tyreek Hill. If you're going by the money aspect, then I get that. But better than o- he's better than Odell at this point, honestly. But that, but it was to Steph's point. Why do we think he's he's not signed yet? Yeah. And I think this is what plays because he's asking for something. And if I'm a GM, I'm like, let me look at the market and see what's going on here. Where does he stack up based on these numbers? And I, this doesn't make sense to me. And especially with the lower cap, I'm not gonna. Give him, especially after coming off a, a significant injury, I'm not going to give him that money. I hear that. Yeah. One thing I will say is that Kyle O'Brien, uh, senior personal um, executive, were, he was with the uh, Lions for five, the five past years. He's with the Giants now. He has all that information about Kenny Galladay. I just feel like, you know, him having that insight and them still kind of being a little iffy on it, there might be something there. But uh, we're about to go to break, everyone. Uh, stay, stay, stay locked in, please. When we come back, uh, we'll be discussing the bad news bears. And by the bears, I mean Chicago. Uh, stay <laughs> locked in. This is Smoke and Mirrors. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. <laughs> this is Smoke and Mirrors on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, everyone. You're locked in to Smoke and Mirrors, presented by the Sports Hit List on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, Stefan Polius, alongside my fellow hosts, Declan Grogman and Greg Polius. I uh, hope you enjoyed those commercials. Honestly, there's one thing I did want to say about that, because it, it reminds me of being in the movie theaters, like back in like the late 90s, early 2000s, <laughs> where if you went early enough, you like saw local commercials, commercials. just like playing before there was like trailers. Uh, Declan, you might be too young for that. I'm not trying to like hit you with any kind of age. Yeah, what's thing, the but... movie theater? <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it, it it's it's great. I hope you guys uh, you enjoyed it. So let's get right back into our uh, our topics. Yeah, hey man, there there might be some stuff there. You need a car seat? Did Dude, you hear that one? You, you need a car seat? Some... When do you, you do... when do you switch from a booster to a car seat? Do you nah, know you're that right, one? Bro. You're right, exactly. You're right. I'm still in a car seat. So do karate? <laughs> What'd you say? Bro, you want to do some karate, bro? Knock, I'm down. Yo, Tiger <laughs> I almost got my yellow belt. Is that the one from the white belt? Right? It's the next one up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, only, only belt I wear is on the diamond. Flex. All right, flex. Um, but yes. So moving along in our uh, no segments flex. here. Like I said before break, talking about the bad news beers, that being Chicago, and what's going on over there. It's been a lot. <laughs> uh, to yeah, say the least and greg i mean i'll speak it to you i know so for you guys that don't know if you're not in the group chats with greg he's very vocal about a lot of things uh and you know he he has his opinions and i'm 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 not even going to take this from you greg all you how do you feel about what chicago's doing right now with their offseason um initially when they signed andy dalton for 10 million dollars i thought it was to be a backup so i was i was very curious as to that move uh, because if you watched football last year and you watched Andy Dalton, and I'm not talking about like the numbers and the positive to uh, the positive TD to INT ratio. I'm just talking about really watch Andy Dalton with the weapons he had at his disposal. He was not good. 
So like it made me question like why does GM still has a job? But then they didn't um you know uh uh give exercise the fifth year option for Trubisky, which puzzled me even more because I thought he was gonna be the starter because he did finish the year well. It wasn't like he was they did, poor. They did go to the playoffs still. Yeah, yeah. He, he finished the year well. So my question is, Nagy and the front office, what did they see in Andy Dalton that they didn't see in Mitch Trubisky that made them go this route? And then on top of that, it's they have they have a horrid cap situation, one of the worst cap situations in the league. They do. Uh, so now you're forced to cut your all-pro you know, defensive back in lieu of, I guess, of keeping Aaron Hicks on the line and keeping that, that pressure, you know, to uh, you know, couple yeah. with Khalil Mack. Yeah, Akeem Hicks. Uh, yeah, Akeem Hicks. Yeah. Akeem Hicks. So, I just think they're an absolute mess. And what what you're telling me is now that I don't know what the Lions are going to do. I don't think they're going to be very good. I see the the Bears taking a downgrade, and the Vikings haven't really improved much, in my opinion. So you're looking at Aaron Rodgers facing. The possibility of getting six wins off rip <laughs> next season, <laughs> you know? Yeah, those are definitely easier games. One thing I will say is that uh, Akeem Hicks, they, the Bears are given him permission to seek a trade. So it's not even like they have him locked in. He's That's not even crazy. He's a 10.5, I think, hit against the cap this, this year. Uh, he's, he's, he's in his final year. He's looking for big money. So they're looking to let him walk and get and, and get some value back trade wise. So another hit on the defense um, after having to have to release Kyle Fuller, someone that is who has been a premier cornerback uh, and a staple in the defense. Deck, what, what what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the kind of like Greg, I got a lot to say with um, with the state of the Bears. Like they're cutting Kyle Fuller. Um, Aaron Robinson's like somehow believing. I don't know why he would possibly believe. I guess maybe they were trying to sell. Like, did the Bears really play? Uh, 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 excuse me, not Aaron Robinson. Allen Robinson by making it seem like they had a shot with Galladay to get him to, you know, sign this franchise tag so that he wouldn't hold out. Mm. Maybe, but as maybe. far as the quarterback situation goes, um, I don't hate the move, but I was, I'm with you, Greg. I'm not a Trubisky guy at all. Um, in fact, you know, guys who believe in Trubisky at this point, it's it's almost <laughs> like an addiction. It's like it's like they're Trubiskaholics. Um, no, they got to go. I like it. Trub- Trubiskaholics Anonymous, but um, I don't know why he's backing up Josh Allen. Either. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but even still with Dalton, like, like I'm not going to, you know, go after him too much. The line was folding. That team was very injured. They had Zeke. They didn't have Zeke. Zeke wasn't Zeke last year. He still completed 65% of his passes, 14-8 touchdown interception ratio, Greg, like you mentioned. So I get it in that regard. I think he is an upgrade from Trubisky. I mean, they could have just kept Trubisky. That said, I'll give him the upgrade. However, um, they still they committed him to be the starter, but they also like Andy Dalton said he's totally cool if they draft. A, not that anyone cares. Or, not that, not that, not to not say that anybody you know doesn't care what Andy Dalton says. Um, but he obviously doesn't have the final say. Um, I wouldn't rule out the prospect of them drafting a quarterback. Uh, but I'm with you. You're kind of puzzling what they're doing in Chicago. Kind of is an understatement. <laughs> yeah, I, one I, thing I will. Bad news bears, man. That's, that's <laughs> them. Bad. The one thing I will add is that it's not like Chicago didn't try at all to improve the quarterback situation. They did try to go for Russ. Apparently, they offered uh, Seattle three first-round picks, a third round, and, and two starters, which they declined. So it wasn't yeah. like they didn't try. Once that they 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 were told no, 
they kind of just went on to option B instead of continuing to go after Russ, which, you know, at that point, maybe you continue to try and see what package Seattle would go for instead of choosing Andy Dalton. But what I will say, you know, to Declan's point is it's not like Andy Dalton is like significantly worse than Trubisky. It's not like, you know, they, they, they were, there's not this huge drop off in talent. I think that, yes, he was bad last year. There's some issues that uh, the Cowboys did have, but Andy Dalton, Red Rifle might do something. I mean, you have to, you hope you're banking on that. And there's also the prospect that, again, like Dex said, they might go for a quarterback in the draft, which Andy Dalton's perfect for that. You know, you bridge the gap for this young guy yeah. to come in and take over, which Chicago clearly needs. With their defense is hurting, to me, they're not really competing if they're losing all these. Their defense was a stalwart, and now you're losing pivotal pieces to your defense. When your offense was barely getting it done, it's hard to see that next year is the plan you have. You might be looking more long-term now. Yeah, but honestly, though, like, what is this bridge to? This could be a bridge to nowhere with the Bears. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, Ryan Pace should get blown away. I'm not, I mean, like, his job, not executed. But, like, like he, his job, he should be fired completely. He, I mean, this is the same guy who, obviously, I don't even have to say it, he picked Trubisky over Mahomes and Watson. Um, yeah. But Dalton was a backup for a reason going into last year. So he performed, I guess, kind of what we would think a – 27th to 30th ranked quarterback would do not getting first team reps either so i mean yeah. it's, it's something to go into camp yeah. It's something, it's something, yeah it's something to go into camp knowing that you're the starter taking the first team reps i think you can see a better version of dalton uh this this time around and that's what the bears are hoping on that's what they're banking on yeah i think i think my last point here is about that trade right uh that you mentioned steph yeah if if you're seattle right and one of those first round picks is their 20th pick this year, right? Majority of the, the top higher end quarterbacks are going to be gone. So if you're replacing that pick with Mitch Trubisky with, with, instead of Russ, like, why would I take that deal? That deal does nothing for me. Yeah. You know, it's and a significant like downgrade. Yeah, so I can even, see why Seattle declined. Yeah. It's not even like you're getting Sam Darnold or something back in that ridiculous three way trade that Dan Orzlowski. Uh, <laughs> that, that was wild. The guy, the guy who the... walked out the back of the end zone, by the way. <laughs> oh, That's... I just quickly I saw Ray in the comments, Raynal Lockhart Jr. For those <laughs> you don't know, football contributor to the sports videos. We love him. He put the eyes emoji. He's always sharing our stuff. Talk about a loyal listener, honestly. So shout out to Ray. We love Ray. Um, but I guess I made a comment about him wanting Andy Dalton to be uh the starter for the Cowboys. That is not true. I'm going to have to just <laughs> Obviously, it's not. I'm happy to say that. That being said, he has copped out to the uh, I'm not the GM of the Cowboys. I don't know who they should replace, but didn't want to re-sign Dak. So I made the joking assumption that he was happy with the red rifle in Jerry's world, uh, which he was very upset about. So I just want to set the record straight. No. Ray Good job, Declan. <laughs> I appreciate you eating that humble pie, Deck. I mean that that is that's huge. You know, Ray. I'm sure Ray appreciates that in the comments. It, it happens. You know, you got humbled and you were here for it. I appreciate. I mean, you. I said it as a joke anyway. <laughs> it's funny stuff, man. Hey, but... man, you said it. It was out there in the world. All right. He apparently he remembered it because I don't even remember saying it, but. And now that he mentioned it, I, it joggled my memory. It sounds like something I would say. Uh, it 100% sounds like something let, let we, no, one, no one can deny that. It yeah. sounds like something you would yeah. say for sure. Tune in next week when I tell Ray that he wants Garrett Gilbert to be the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys next week. <laughs> 
Well, uh, moving along, for those that are still locked in, we're getting into some baseball talk right now. We're talking about Declan's Yankees, all right? And that that fifth starter spot that's open there, we know where you have Garrett Cole locked in, Chloe Kluber, Jamison Tyon, and Jordan Montgomery. Clearly, you're your top four right there, but who's that fifth starter? Now we have Davey Garcia and Domingo Herman, who they're both playing well in spring spring training. They both look good. Their stuff is looking electric. How do you? I mean, which way can you go, uh, Deck? I'll, I'll default to you as a Yankee fan, our our, uh, yeah, our Yankee fan. I'm gonna say I'm yeah. gonna own you here. You're our the Yankee. Fan. <laughs> yeah, the only Yankee fan on the panel, and and potentially the only objective Yankee fan uh, within a uh, five mile radius of uh, Stop where it. I live. Stop oh, it. <laughs> you can say you can say that I have you know whatever. Like I love my Giants. You know, Josh Allen's my boy. Um, but you cannot. Homer. From... Some would call you a homer, but yes, continue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, someone also called someone also called Greg a homer, and, and I'm not going to argue with you. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, why deflect? We're not talking about yeah. me. All right. Well, at least, but you know what? You're 30 something years old, and I'm 18. And I'm a homer. At Ooh, the the age, age has nothing ages. to do with this. Ages. Don't cancel me. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, anyway. you, might, you might get canceled. I mean, our, our, we don't have a bunch of 18 year olds watching us, so you're not playing to your audience. How do you know who I share this out to? Oh, I'm just saying who's watching us and who tends I bring to all watch my us. friends. I bring all my friends to the platform stuff. All right. Oh all right, you got it, bro. Errol wants us to run up to guys in the street and tell them, you know, punch them in the face and tell them to download the app. So <laughs> I got to share it somehow. Anyway. Well, hit me with your point, man. Yeah, please. Um, I guess please to myself. Uh, yeah, so going back to Davey Garcia and Domingo Herman as the number five starter, uh, you know, competition for the New York Yankees down in spring training. Herman's looked great so far. Um, you know, despite all the contra- controversy that that surrounds him uh, with the domestic violence stuff, another touchy subject this afternoon. Um, it's a messy world we live in. Yeah, absolutely. No other way to say it. And, you know, shout out to Zach Britton and Luke Voigt for for, you know, coming out there and saying what needed to be said. Taking a stand. Yeah, I, that was definitely uh, unprecedented to me, seeing absolutely. guys like hold their teammates accountable. But continue. It's, it's almost like what we should have seen, and not to get off track, but I guess we are a little. Um, it's, 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 it's what we should have seen in the NFL six, seven years ago when all the domestic violence stuff really started to come to the forefront. Yeah. Um, tough position, obviously, but, I, you know, kudos to them. As far as the competition goes, we had a great conversation last night about it. Um, I'm all for giving the fifth spot to Davey Garcia. Um, not even just for off the field stuff, but for on the field and organizational stuff. This is a guy who's the future of your franchise um, in terms of the pitching rotation. He's a prospect. You know, he's got that nice change up. He's, you know, Pedro Martinez in the dryer. Like he is a hell of a guy you want in the clubhouse um, just to eat up some innings, but also keep him on the limit because he is a rookie. Um, he's got a little bit of experience under his belt. Not a guy you want to put in the bullpen because you want to groom him as your starter. Herman, we know, has already had um, experience um, in the pen at the major league and AAA level. Um, so I'm all for putting Herman as the bullpen and, and you know, spot, spot, spot starter. Because, guys, let's not forget, last year we saw a 60-game season. We're not going to see guys eat up all these innings this year um, like they used to, kind of getting back into the swing of things, full-time baseball, 162 games. Uh, and injuries, you know, given our New York sports baseball teams injuries seem to happen uh you know like the average folk changes their underwear so that's where i'm at with that greg what do you think what are your thoughts on this uh as a met fan you know objectively speaking (laughs) how do you feel about the fifth spot for the yankees he doesn't care Um, (laughs) see see and this this is the discrepancy we have because i'm a baseball fan me too 
I'm a baseball fan. So it's not that I don't care because I want to see good baseball. Um, And, you know, I felt a way about it last night. But after hearing Declan's reasoning, oh, he's a prospect, he's the future, I disagree. It should be Herman because Herman hasn't given up an earned run in spring training. Yeah. Usually when guys don't give up an earned run, that means they earned their spot. Yeah, but it ain't like Davey's getting bombed. He he's like Oh no, he's not. He's not. Right too. No, yeah. he's not. But Herman also has the K his K per nine. He's 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 K'd a few more batters than the Dom is, yeah. the Dom is it, there. It, it, he's, in come, term, he's definitely come back. In terms of sheer dominance, yeah. That doesn't mean Davey isn't dominant, but Herman has been a tad bit more dominant. He I think he has like one walk to 13 Ks in nine innings. And no, right. and no, and only five hits. Like the Yankees' biggest problem was the, the the middle to the back end of their rotation. And this is not to say that Davey won't get a shot because guys get hurt during the year. We know this thing happens. He's and young. He gets that. Yeah, he's young. <laughs> he gets the opportunity. You you take hold of that opportunity. But right now he's being outpitched. I mean, not by much. Not by much though. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, not, yeah, not by much. But he is. What what I will say to that, and this is just my two cents, um, with that domestic violence situation with Herman, as, as I'm not obviously a Yankee uh, front office guy, but yes, he was suspended. To me, if you don't agree with the behavior, you you can add on to that punishment by saying yes, you pitched well, but you need to. <clears throat> it's not your time right now. You know, you put Garcia in there, and you have him be the starter, and you bring Herman out of the bullpen. You know, that's how you make a point to me, it's knowing that he had such a good camp, but saying, yeah, you, you, you know, you served your time, you served your suspension, but we like as an organization, this is what we're doing. The MLB did this. This is what we're doing, you know, and you need to just wait for your time. So I, I can side with uh, Garcia being the starter, the fifth starter. Uh, but to your point, Greg, like, yes, Herman has the experience. Uh, and he has, and he, he he's edged him slightly in the spring training, you know. So far, I, I just think that when it comes down to it, especially with the guys in the in the in the the clubhouse, how they feel, how they've spoken outwardly. So if they could say that in public, I'm sure you know a little bit more candid in the clubhouse. Oh, I'm sure. um, yeah, Talking I think there's something else. <laughs> but yeah, I think that there's um, something to be said about that situation and also having that weigh in on the decision for who the fifth spot is. Let's also keep in mind that Davey pitched in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he's not like wet behind the ears as much as some other uh, younger pitches are. So there is something to be said there, Dad. Yeah, and like, but- and like quickly, not to not to say like that what Greg said isn't completely accurate. He's pitched excellent. You know, Herman, that is. Uh, and Garcia, but Herman, you know, a little more so far. Uh, this is a guy who I don't want to say quit on his team, but got himself in a position where he had to be away from the team during their run uh, in 2019, where they went to the AF, uh, I almost just said AFC championship game, uh, <laughs> ALCS uh, against the Astros. Um, whereas Davey, you know, Manny alluded to it in the comments, um, Aaron Boone, they, t- they took him out. It looked like an ownership move. I think it was game four of the uh, um, ALDS against the Rays. I mean, I'm all for Davey Garcia as the five-star. He's got the stuff to play at the major league level. Let's start off the clock now. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I can get behind that. Uh, but uh, everyone, we got to take another break. Please stay locked in. Uh, we're going to hop into some basketball, some uh, hot topic here. Myers Leonard being traded. Uh, so that's going to be up next. What is right, Declan? So stay locked in. This is Smoke and Mirrors. Uh, we'll be back shortly.
It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio This is Smoke and Mirrors on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. As Declan Millie rocks us back into our uh, last segment of the day, or rather, last two, I should say. Uh, this is Smoke and Mirrors on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, presented to you by the Sports Hit List. I'm your host, Stephen Polis, alongside my fellow hosts, Declan Krogman and Greg Polis. And as I said before we went into break, uh, we're going to talk about Myers Leonard. And as you remember, uh, he had that controversy around his anti-Semitic comments made while streaming. Well, that same player has been uh, traded to OKC, uh, which unprecedented, I think we all can say is unprecedented for someone that has a controversy to not be released, but to be traded. Uh, and in this case, in that trade, uh, Miami is also sending a 2027 second round pick uh, to OKC and OKC is sending over Trevor Ariza, who has not played this season. And I believe he has a PNP. He opted out last season uh, at the end, if I'm not mistaken, um, uh, uh, because of COVID. But Trevor Ariza is now on the Heat, and Myers Leonard is with OKC. And from what I understand with that trade, Myers Leonard is not going to report. He is hurt. Um, there's a chance that OKC might use him for leverage, but he is not going to be reporting OKC. Uh, so I'm going to – we've been alternating all day. Greg, I'll let you start off with this one. What, uh, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts? You're muted. What a shock! There's at least there's, there's at least there's one, one every one episode. Yeah, I've cleaned I've cleaned it up on my end. I'm just saying you gotta, you gotta get you gotta get a post-it like note and just put it. On I know, right? Just put it on my laptop. <laughs> like, unmute, uh, bro. I was I was trying I was trying not not to uh, practice and not talking during breaks. Mm. It's good, but yeah. Um, what you got? It's it it just is baffling. It doesn't make sense. You know. I know he's a gamer and he makes money from streaming. I haven't heard anything about you know him losing you know sponsorships there. Uh, I he, did. Did he he did. I believe okay. he lost the sponsorships um, from the the streaming platform. Okay, um, that's good. But it's just it's just weird. Like they could literally just release him. I don't understand how he can make these comments. I don't care what he said about he didn't know he knew. <laughs> he knew exactly. He, he knew. He knew, he knew exactly what, what he that doing. word meant. He knew it was derogatory. He knew yep. it was an insult. That's all he needed. Even if you, uh, even if you don't know the origins, you know yeah. it's wrong when you're saying. Yeah, he's and too old to, not to. <laughs> to me, to or me, him, get, him getting traded to OKC is like a cop out for him. You know, so that's where I'm at. I, I, I don't particularly like it. And uh, OKC, well, go ahead, Deck. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm going to say. Well, a couple of things. I think this is a heavy issue to unpack. Um, and again, just another serious topic on, on what should be a casual Friday. But unfortunately, the sports world uh, has screwed us over. Yeah, show your shirt. Yeah, great. great. There you go. Great timing. Um, but in all seriousness, though, like, like a white guy makes an anti-Semitic comment and he gets traded. And where he gets traded, like, listen. I'm not going to spell it out for you, for anybody. I feel like Oklahoma, uh, you know, 
Greg, you can get into it more because you're a history educator and you you know you know your stuff in that regard. Um, like in Miami, you make a comment like that, the whole town is probably going to ostracize you. All right, but you go to Oklahoma, whether he plays or not, it's even the Oklahoma City media is not going to bat two eyes, and and that's that's just where I stand on that and the fact that he he got traded. I, I agree with Greg. I see it as a cop out. You say something stupid, and now now you're on another team, like. Whatever. Most guys get cut when they say stuff like that. Nick Cannon lost his job, but go ahead. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I, I'm I'm on the same page with you guys when it comes to that. Um, it's it, again, I said it's unprecedented because you do get cut. I mean, you look at uh, and I, I look at Myers Leonard as a role player. You know, he's someone that can contribute to a team, but he's not the superstar. He's not the guy that you're leaning on heavily. Uh, whereas, you know, we had situations with other athletes and what comes to mind for me right away is Kareem Hunt, where he has a domestic violence issue. And what does Casey do? They cut bait quick. You know, as soon as it's reported that it happens and he gets picked up later on uh, by, by the Browns in the next season. But I think that's what that's part of the course for teams. It's it's a safer bet to say that we're going to take a stand and say what they did is wrong and how we approve or we disapprove of that is by releasing them. The trade to me is kind of like we want value back. Like you're, you're getting something back for this player that you would only trading because of this controversy. So it's, it's, it's unprecedented. It's a little, it's definitely uh, suspicious to me. I, I don't like the, the move personally. Um, you know, and also Leonard had to waive his no trade clause in order for this to happen. So it was like a good faith gesture by Leonard to the Heat because exactly no trade clause. Why surprised, does he right? have that? Exactly. I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing, bro. I thought no trade clauses were like big deals for players that had weight, like that, like that actually had clout. You know, yeah. like he has that no just, trade clause. Me. It that doesn't even make sense. It That's should like... throw all of us. That's like the equivalent of giving like Gary Sanchez a trade clause, a no trade clause. That makes no sense to anybody. Yes, I mean G- Gary Sanchez has a bigger name though than yes. Myers Leonard, Fine. you know. Then, so I, and I think a JD anything, Davis. Yeah, give him a no trade. Yeah, clause. I I think though that um, if seeing him with a no trade clause, maybe it's the inklings of that becoming more standard for even the lower rungs of the uh the sporting world which i'm not against to be honest with you because if you're telling me that you know you now have the power to say yes or no to getting moved like that players should have that you know especially when you believe that you're, you know you want to stay here you know you're, you're starting to build a family because at the drop at the drop of a hat before you know any season where the trade deadline ends you could be moved you could be uprooted yeah. your kids if you have if you have family of kids they're they're in the school system you might be happy where you're at you might enjoy your community you might be investing in your community and here you are now moving across the country because someone found value in you elsewhere. So I, I'm not against it. I was just surprised by it because it's not something we've seen before. But yes, he waived it. And again, it was a good faith gesture by Leonard for to the Heat because uh, I think otherwise he probably would not have gone to OKC. They probably, they probably forced him out, though. Let's just be honest. Like, like well, I don't well, mild, Yeah, I don't Yeah, know. for sure. No, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is Leonard could have said no. And obviously that looks bad on him, but he has the option to say no because he has the no trade clause. He waived it. So that yeah. that's that's all I'll say on that. I don't I don't think you guys have anything else you want to say about I it. Just, I just I just want to say it's just what a fall from grace for not even him, because you know, whether he thought he was a decent player or not, he was I think he was was he a starter? He would just come off the bench like in uh, critical he, he was a role player. He was like a role yeah. player, right? Yeah. Like, 
like he wasn't a bad player. Um, and he was on this champion, uh, you know, the team that went to the finals. And I feel like there's still like a weird fall from grace for the heat. Like, like the kind of, you know, the glow has kind of, you know, been dimmed uh, on them recently. I would say, I would say yes. But, you know, also getting back Trevor Ariza, who, you know, can be con- uh, quite the, the, the guard of the, sorry, the forward and a great shooter, especially from, from three. I think that Trevor Ariza could be, uh, you know, something that ends up, Bringing the heat around and and being a contributing yeah. factor, he could he could be. You don't think so? I, I mean, think so. I, I, I think, think they already have they already have Andre Iguodala, so that's the kind of player you're getting. And if you're going to go skill sets with guys who could shoot threes, um, I'm just saying, so I guess, I guess role yeah, I guess is veteran role player uh, in a second unit. Uh, Trevor Reza isn't gonna. I don't think he. I don't think he hurts them. He can help them. Uh, we'll see what happens. He hasn't played in you know almost two years now. We're talking about yeah. so. It's or yeah, so I, I think that you could still. I think he can contribute. You both could say not, but this is all recorded. So when he does come back and he does pop off, you'll you hear ask, my mouth. You'll hear you my mouth. Ask me it's like, like it's like teaming up. It's like teaming up Matt Holiday and Brian McCann. That's just what it is to me right now. <laughs> well, I, I we'll leave it at that. Uh, moving on to uh, the last segment here. We still stay in basketball. For those of you that uh, like to watch TNT and are a big fan of Shaq, Shaq had uh, a statement uh, that he, he you know, he wanted to bring. Statements. He has lots of statements. True, more but specific. <laughs> <laughs> this specific statement, though, uh, which rubbed Candace Parker, who's also on the telecast, the wrong way. He was suggesting that to improve the WNBA, the rim should be lowered to nine feet uh, and not the ten that it's currently at. And Candace Parker took issue with that. Uh, saying that it's you know the 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 game is evolving and that you know she she cited her daughter she's like her next daughter will be someone that can potentially you know like dunk or rather because the whole focus is like dunking drop yeah drop step and dunk yeah so I mean in her but what I got from her comments is that the game is evolving the 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 players are evolving and you're seeing that you know, with time that will come, you don't need to put a handicap in order to make it more entertaining. Uh, and Greg, since you started last time deck, I'm going to give it to you. Let me hear what you think. What are your thoughts on uh, this hot take from Shaq? Uh, I'm not with it. I, th- I think first of all, at the middle school basketball level, level boys and girls, um, it's the same height hoop as it is in the NBA at the high school level. It's the same. And yeah, like middle school, high school, college, it's all the same. So now we're asking, you know, people in, in the WNBA, these players, to essentially rework their game on a lower rim. Like, in some countries, they start with a lower rim. Now we're going to take veterans in the in the WNBA, WNBA and make them shoot on a rim that's, you know, one or two feet lower, whatever he's, uh, whatever Shaq alluded to, um, when it's a game of finesse. And you know what? The job here to get the interest back in the WNBA isn't on the players. It's on the marketing. It's like Rob Manfred is the commissioner of the WNBA. That's like the product. A lot of basketball to baseball references in the last like 20 minutes. Yeah. You know why? Because I'm having fun. And maybe I miss (laughs) baseball a little bit. Second segment. (laughs) I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go after the show. I'm going to go watch spring training. I'm going to watch go to the Rays Blue Jays for no reason. (laughs) In the eighth inning when they got all the AAA players in. Yeah. Yeah, Craig, what are your thoughts? What do you think on this? I actually think Shaq is 100% right. And uh, really, here, yeah, 
Yeah, I right do. Going with a media narrative? I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, te- technically, uh, it's not the media narrative because he's getting killed for it. I mean, and... but it is still because he is the media and that was his narrative. So <laughs> even though it's not popular, it's still a media narrative and you're he going with it. He didn't say that's, it on the court. That's a smoke and mirrors first. We'll put it up there on the board. <laughs> um. And Cynthia Cooper, you know, Hall of Famer that she is, came out and said, well, nobody came – well, nobody asked people to move the rims in for Shaq for him to shoot free throws. And, and the truth of the matter is, while that works well as a, as a quip on Twitter, it doesn't, it doesn't work well when we're talking about the game itself. People didn't pay money to go see Shaq shoot free throws. That's not what they paid to see him for. And Declan, you mentioned marketing, right? If – what the NBA did when they removed the hand check and they uh, they removed zone defenses that they increased scoring, offensive scoring went up three point three point shot became more relevant. If you do that, if you lower the rim in nine to nine feet in the WNBA, not only do you get more scoring, you get those posterizations that like, oh, even in the sports sales, the baptisms that people look for, you know, you get that. You get that entertainment that's been lacking. The WNBA has been a league that's been around for almost 30 years and they haven't improved the product per se to where they can increase the viewership. So something has to change. Whether it be, it could be twofold. It could be in the marketing and in the gameplay. And then, you know, now you, you pull in more revenue. So these WNBA players can get paid more. I'm on deck. Uh, I'm on deck. (laughs) I'm with deck on this one. I will be on deck when I play baseball, (laughs) Um, but I'm with deck on this one. (laughs) Greg. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm with Deck on this one. Uh, and you, I mean that that Cynthia Cooper Dyke uh, uh, quote that you 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 use, it was partial, right? You didn't use the rest of it because she makes mention to the former game and how Wilt Chamberlain and Dr. J and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like they were the like the, the ones, like they were the only ones that did what they did, like in the league, they mm-hmm. were the only ones that you saw that were making those, like that were maybe dunking, that like, had the ability to do it on a consistent level, you know, that were the showstoppers. And even then, they didn't dunk as much, but the game did evolve. And her whole point was that it does evolve, and it will t- it, in time it will become that. And the reason I disagree with you mostly, and Shaq, since you and Shaq are buddies now, um, the reason <laughs> I I disagree they with both shoot of you. Free throws <laughs> You've never even seen me play basketball. My yeah, point, I'm gonna just finish up. Yeah, like, yo, 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 y'all yeah. handle your beef afterwards. But the reason I disagree with the both of you is because to me, dunking, while it is entertaining, is a symptom but not the root of the cause, right? Or the root, or the root of the problem. You know, it's like if you take Marty, for example, here, if I just water his <laughs> play is one leaf. Right. Instead of root, like if I just pay attention to one leaf instead of actually watering and caring for his roots, he would never grow. And the problem isn't that the the WNBA needs more dunking. The problem is, as Dex said, it's marketing. And that to me is advertisers finding the WNBA to be worthwhile. And they haven't. The WNBA has been underserved for all of those 30 years that you mentioned that they've been around because we live in a patriarch, (laughs) a patriarchy. And the the men are the leaders and women are it's not as entertaining to tell you telling me that 
they, they are there are men that think that they could go toe to toe with a WNBA player in like a pickup game and beat them. Like that's the sad part. That's the world we live in, where a person that plays pickup once every weekend thinks that they can go against a WNBA player because they're a man and beat them. These women are talented. They already have the talent to ball out and show us what exactly they can do. And that's pertaining. To be honest with you, WNBA should be uh, above ratings-wise baseball because it is that upbeat, high-paced game that people love to see. And I just don't think that they get the eyeballs, even with the social justice stuff that was happening last last year in 2020. Black Lives Matter. Ignorance. They were making noise, but they still weren't getting the publicity they deserved, mm-hmm. and that's because they are underserved. I don't think that them dunking more is going to add to you know their viewers or the eyeballs watching them. That is not going to help. Yes, if you were to improve the marketing aspect of it and advertisers spending on them and them being you know publicized more, dunking would then help. But adding dunking now is just going to be maybe it ends up being a reel or ends up on Instagram for like ten seconds. But people aren't going to go watch more games because of that. They'll just consume it in that in that vein on Instagram, on Twitter, on whatever. They're not going to start watching basketball more or going to games. You still want eventually when we get to this point, butts and seats and dunking isn't going to just do that alone. You said I, that. One, hold, hold on. That one, I disagree that Duncan won't get butts and seats because offense sells in every sport. Um, but two things can be true. Two things can be true. They can lower the rim and well, first, do you watch NBA? Barely. I'm ashamed. I've I've watched WNBA. I've watched women's college basketball. Mm-hmm. Women's college basketball, for whatever reason, for the gameplay is more entertaining than the gameplay in the WNBA. And that's part of the reason that they struggle to market, which is why I say in this case, the WNBA would be better served in this sense to where I agree with Shaq. Yeah to push the offense. What's push. the difference between the college ball and the and WNBA? Do they have a lower rim in the WNBA? No, no. Well, I, 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 I think it's all the, the game. Oh, okay. I mean, because you're telling me they don't have a nine-foot rim. So no, it, no, they no. Clip I'm, art. What I'm saying is the gameplay <laughs> is more watchable in college than it is in the WNBA. There's a disconnect from both leagues. Then, then, you, can, you, can, then you can make that connect then without having to lower the rim is all I'm saying. But, but continue your I'm point. Say, but, but what I'm saying is the WNBA has struggled – to, to fix that mm-hmm. coupled with the marketing. So that's why I said two things can be true. You can enhance the offense and the marketability at the same time and, and push a better product. Yeah. Uh, Deck, right before – I'll let you go, Deck, and then I'll finish up. But what's your that's, point, Deck? Honestly, that's really what I got to say um, for the most part. I think you said something about – you disagree with both of us, but I think you just – I think you were just saying that you agree, agreed and uh, Greg maybe got a little – little heated that uh that you forgot yeah, but not a, not even with even with um you know with marty first of all that's another thing i wanted to address earlier you said something about um you know if you if you water his water one only leaf. one leaf yeah and, and you know what if you did that maybe we wouldn't have to go 10 minutes over uh and we'd, <laughs> we'd save about 10 minutes talking about the plant that was only uh, like <laughs> 10 seconds yeah well all right what well, 10 seconds you know what <laughs> I rest my case. I rest my case. Honestly, that's all I have to say about the WNBA. I'm with you. And I think what Greg alluded to with the with the NCAA and, you know, women's basketball, UConn goes out and dominates every year and people still watch. The ratings are still there. The marketing's there. The NCAA, as corrupt as it may be or as corrupt as it is, um, they, they market March Madness for women's better than the WNBA markets the finals 
um, or any game for that matter um, in their respective leagues. I, I agree with that. I guess my last point will be just that I think it might have the adverse effect that you haven't talked about, Greg, and Shaq definitely didn't talk about that they'll be taken more as a joke by lowering the rim. You know, like if you're talking about trying to be on par and 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 like being on like the, the level with mm-hmm. men's sports by bringing it down to nine feet, there'll be more jokes. People love to make jokes about the, the WNBA. Now you now you lower the rim and it's like, oh yeah, now we have all these dunks to make it easier for them because they're women. That narrative- The misogynists would have a field day. Exactly. I, I don't That's, know if I, I agree with that point. Oh, hold on, continue, let me finish. Continue. Let me finish. And that to me is why you have Candace Parker and Cynthia Cooper Dyke that are against it because they understand that that is their craft. You're not a WNBA player. So imagine if you are having to have the almost similar regulations to the NBA, but then all of a sudden they lower the rim a foot to say, well, we believe that you'll do better now. Like that is a slap in the face. And as an athlete, you don't want that, especially when, you know, in the case of the Hall of Fame of Cynthia Cooper Dyke, she played her whole career at 10 feet. Candace Parker, same thing, played her whole Cooper. career at 10 feet. Like, why would why would you want to then bring it down to nine feet and say, okay, now the ratings are there? You know, it kind of seems like a joke. It it, 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 it it gets taken less seriously. So I do see an adverse effect in lowering it to nine feet and saying, okay, there's more dunks now. You ladies are good. And like Declan said, the misogynist would love that. I, I, I don't think that's necessarily accurate in terms of everything. There's always a reaction to everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Almost everything has an adverse effect. So that that's, you know, uh, but to say what you said in that it's a slap in the face, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because my point is not just about, you know, the uh, the gameplay itself. It also, it's coupled with the marketing. They struggle with ratings because of marketability, right? And the lack of advertisers. Yes. But, <laughs> but, but it that's coupled with the style of p- and pace of play. But we've also it, said that college basketball does a lot better with the same the, the same regulation. So it, 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 to me, it's not a problem of the, the rim being too low. It's about marketing and cho- choosing to commit to these women I, I, that I, are I, clearly talented. It's not <laughs> so much a problem as it yeah. is a, and how, like how in baseball, they're trying new things to get, you know, to to, to yes. grow viewership. That's yes. what this would be. This is not like, hey, we want to say we want to say you can't handle this. Uh-huh. That's not what it is. It's yeah. hey, let's try this and see how it can market. Yeah, but because the thing, the thing because, with baseball is like they're not they're like their baseball's trying out new rules, like extra innings rule. Uh, you know, the guy on second base. Uh, why are they doing it? Why are they doing it? Why are they doing it? For recognition, but you know what? At the same no, time, no, it's not for, for recognition. For, for viewership, for viewership exactly. same thing. That's what I meant. Recognition, viewership, fine. But they're not bringing the fences in ten feet in every stadium to they, cater to the they've, home run. They've done, but they've done that though. And the, 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 the Mets, the, the Mets done it several times since yeah. City Field was yeah, that, built. That's only that's because, because they, they made the field hit. too big. Let, that's, that's no, they made the field too big. That's what the yes, issue was. That's because they made it. They made it Colorado dimensions in New York when they didn't even have a humidor at that point. Shout out to my father with the humidor, by the way. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Like, if you're bringing, if you're going to move the, the hoop down two feet. Um, one foot. It's 10 foot. Okay, so 10 to nine. Yeah. If you're going to bring it down a foot, that's not comparable to little, you know, little um, antidotes in the, in the MLB, little rules that are going to change, you know, some viewership. 
uh, and in the course of an extra innings game. You're now you're it changing absol- the whole it base. Absolutely, base. Oh, is comfortable. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. Like moving the mound in. Oh no, no. What I was gonna say is a similar. Would you move the play? Would you move the bases ten feet to make it eighty? Like that's what it is. You're subtracting. What I mean, that's they did add. that in softball. Softball, the bases are shorter. But you're not using a different ball. No, I mean, different the side WNBA ball. Hold uses hold a different I'm ball. Sorry, as well. I'm sorry. So they, no, they do use a different ball. But not okay, like I'm, I'm not saying yes, that. Do. I'm not saying that what they did in softball is right. You're using the same analogy of a woman's sport that they're subtracting from to try and make it more entertaining because it's men that are making the decisions. I disagree with you because no one in their right mind would say the bases need to be 80 feet to make it yeah. easier for guys because there's not enough speedy guys. Guys are stealing less bases. Greg, right? So what if you make it 80 feet? There'll be more stolen bases. That's more entertaining. Guy, look at look at Javier Baez. He's killing it right now, getting guys out. But yeah. how much how much better would it be yeah. if basement. it's making it snap throws? Yes. 80 feet. That's Absolutely. not happening because it's a, it it would be ridiculous to think that for a men's sport that they would reduce the distance, right? 10 feet or whatever it might be. Because it's easier for them and it'll be more entertaining. That would not fly. Even for the people that are like us that aren't necessarily purists that want it to change, additions are good. Subtractions are not always good. So Hold I on. believe that a subtraction is is not the right move. It's not on the player. But, he, but here's here's the thing though. All of what you said has already happened in the MLB. Feet in, the, in MLB? The, no, no, what I'm saying is the mound was lowered because because there wasn't enough offense. Yes. And also, like, like for instance, like the polo grounds, where it was ridiculous, down, uh, you know, in, in the gaps and in center field, baseball stadiums all, all over the country started moving their fences in. For what? For more offense. To sell more tickets. Because offense sells. Yo, so right, so, so like, to me, yeah, mo- mo- moving in fields, that's not a regulation. Every field has a different it, yeah. de- demographic. But, every every but, field has different dimension. That but, doesn't, it's not the same. The overarching not the point same. is still the same. The overarching but, point is my, that they made changes, the they made changes yeah. to improve the play. So I it's agree more with that. watchable. I, what I has agree the MLB with that. done? What has the MLB done that would be anywhere near as significant as lowering the rim? What did I? Ju- I literally, look, literally just told the you what they did. In one they they lowered the, the mound because look, guys that couldn't is, hit. True. That that's that hold on. Not even compare. That, that doesn't compare. I, I don't think it compares only because close. lowering the mound, uh, the higher mound was an advantage for pitchers, right? But and, the, and and but no, but see, I, I get what I'm saying is I guess what I'm saying to your point is that when it comes to these women that are all all of them on an equal playing field because it's not equal when you're when you have defense that has a pitcher's mound that's higher and a and an offense that the batter is dealing with you know increased velocity better breaking pitches because of that increased height allowing them to have more break on the pitches more velocity that to me is different as opposed to the rims on both sides of the court being we the same exact height <laughs> well, welcome, welcome, Kaylee. Welcome to the end. It's getting heated. And KJ, look at that. My niece and my nephew yeah. hanging out. But I, just, just to wrap up, because we did go over quite a bit, all I want to say is to that I do not think it compares because you're talking about the height of the mound, which gave obviously an advantage to pitchers as opposed to hitters, whereas the height of the rim is the same for both sides of the court. Both, both teams have to deal with a 10 foot rim. So to lower it, Right. For the sake of, you know, playing uh, to, to increase viewership to me, again, it's still a slap in the face. I don't think that your point proves that it isn't that I think there's other ways to improve viewership than lowering the room again and some more dunks, because that's short sighted in my mind. Again, it's clip. There, there, those are clips that will live on Instagram and Twitter and will not bring necessarily more people. Yes, you might have some more people in the seats uh, uh, because of that, but that's not the problem. Let me ask you a question. The Toronto Raptors before Vince Carter was there. 
they struggled with attendance. When he got there, why were they, why why were fans in the seat? Because Vince Carter is an amazing athlete, <laughs> and, and, he and, and, and he made he made he, he made plays. He, he dunk, he, yeah, but he dunked really well. But he was more than that. He was a he, he, no, half man, half abs- amazing. Absolutely, but <laughs> he wasn't, why? He because offense sells tickets. That's you, why. But to offense me, sells tickets. You can. And there's the, other ways to improve offense. You're making it seem I like get, there's only one I, way. No, yes. I know. That's only dunks. That's only two points, bro. That's only two points. It's not about. It's not just about the points. It's it's that's all. How it looks. It's it's the it's the aesthetics of it, right? It's the aesthetics of people who are like, yo, did you just see, uh, um, I don't know, Skylar Diggins go and, and and dunk on Sue Bird, and she posterized her, and now you have now you have the market, now you could have the posters, uh, just like when Giannis dunks on somebody, and all, and next thing you know, they're selling posters on on on, um, you know, Bucks websites of Giannis postering somebody. Who wants to buy a poster of a layup? Nobody. <laughs> Yeah, but all right, if, hold on. Can I just propose? Does, does Steph Curry have posters? He doesn't dunk. I'm just no, saying, but whatever. <laughs> hold on. Let me just pose a question for a sec. If you're a WNBA player, and if you're somebody that likes a Sue Bird, Skylar Diggins, or even a mid range, like, a, you know, a, a, I don't want to say mediocre, but an average player, right? I guess I just did. But an average WNBA player, this wouldn't be offensive to lower the rim a whole foot. Like, like to me, that's a knock as an athlete, and as especially an athlete. in the time in the time of when we're preaching women equality, um, and you know gender equality. Mm-hmm. Why, why would this ever be okay? Why would this even be necessary? So, like, so they're averaging eighty five, close to ninety points in a game in the WNBA. I think, I think we're we're conflating what I'm saying here, and to say that I'm not, I'm not saying they should be equal. I'm talking about from a marketability standpoint, the WNBA has had issues. So let's. Try something here and see what can we can get out of it. And I That's think what, what Deck saying. and I are saying is that there's other ways to do that other than lowering the rim I, and making them seem inferior to NBA players. And again, also at the same time, I think this is this this like sexist notion that like they have to do whatever the men do, you know, like they have to dunk more. You know, that's what's gonna sell. Like and I don't think it has to be that ultimately, you know, there are other ways to go about it and keep as an athlete, but you just integrity, said they have integrity to do matters. What the men do, but you, you're 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 advocating that they play like the men play. You're, you're no, literally doing no, that. No, we're not. I'm saying, no, I'm not how they play, how they dunks? currently play, how they currently play. They play at ten feet. Why are we going to lower it so that they could dunk more? Because that's what sells for yeah. men. Greg, that's exactly what, that's what sells. Off, I, but I didn't just say it sells for men. I said offense across all sports sells. You're which focusing is why on dunks for basketball, yeah. though. But what I said, but what Your point I said, is dunks. I, I didn't only say dunks. I, I even spoke about the hand check being removed and the increase in three pointers. I also said that. But that's that's yeah. for what happened in the men's right. league. I'm talking about for women. Why right. right. lowering right. it to but get that's that's the direct you're example we have? Yeah, for the WNBA. So fine. that's what I'm going to use. It makes but, sense. But, but what I'm saying that- is offense across all sports sells tickets, which is why leagues change rules to promote offense. There's other ways to change rules and improve offense than lowering the rim and taking so, away the integrity of players. You period. guys keep Absolutely. saying this, but you haven't given me anything of substance of how they can change a game the, the to only, improve the gameplay. The only thing you have is what Shaq said. So, like, you didn't even come up with that point yourself. So, to expect no, us to come up with a point. No, I no, no. literally just said. You said imp- lowering the rim. I Lowering the rim, I also said about the three-point increase in scoring. Increase three in point? gameplay. And, and, it's, and I said increase in pace of play. I yeah, said I don't remember these that. things. <laughs> I said increase pace I, of I play. Think, yeah, I, don't I said know. the maybe, college maybe game is faster. I think what I happened is, is I, 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 I think what you said is the college game is faster, and they have they both 
perform at the 10 foot rim and the college game to me does get marketed more as Declan said. So there's, there's things to take away from the college game without changing the side, the, the height of the rim. That's all. And I think like we've, we've had a great discussion, you know, we already went 22 minutes over everyone that's locked in right now. Thank you so much for staying with us, but we're going to end there. All right. So clearly Declan and I are aligned thinking about, yeah, you know, what's best for, yeah, you, you will. And it's all right though. Everyone, thank you for tuning in for this Friday edition of smoke and mirrors presented by the sports hit list. I'm your host, Stephen Polius, alongside my fellow hosts, Declan Krogman and Greg Polius on that island by himself. And this is presented <laughs> to you on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Thank you, and we'll see you again on Monday, 1 o'clock. Take care. Have a good weekend. Later, guys. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.